So this Shabbos, coming up Shabbos, is the Shabbos before Purim, uh, in which we read the Parsha Zohar. It's also this week we have uh, the yard side of Moshe Rabbeinu and Zion Oder coming up. And we know that in Parsha Zohar, we also read the Haftorah, we read the story of... Um, of Agag, the king of Amalek, with Shoal. But the, um, there's a few uh, very uh, powerful verses over there in the story itself in which God commanded basically that Shoal go ahead and wipe out the Amalekim. But uh, Shoal felt bad for all the cattle and he left them living and then uh, Shmuel, the prophet, is chastising uh, Shoal and he's saying to him, you did not listen to Hashem. But Shoal's argument was, I did listen to Hashem. Because when the Navi asked him, he says, what did you do? He says, what do you mean what I did? He says, I listened to Hashem, what he told me to do, I did so. And we know the Gemara says something very interesting. On the Pasik it says, Shaul was one year old when he became king. What do you mean he was one year old when he became king? It says, the Gemara says that he's, he was pure of sin, just like a one year old. That means that King Shaul wasn't uh, just a, a somebody out there. He was the first appointed king by Hashem himself to lead the Jewish people. He was the first king in Eretz Yisrael. So, he wasn't that he disobeyed Hashem. He thought he was obeying Hashem, he thought. And the problem of the place where he made a mistake is he followed his reasoning. He followed his logic. Instead of paying attention to the exactly what the command was, what he needs to do, he figured that he understood and he used his logic in a place where he came to wrong conclusion. He concluded wrongly. Because Shaul HaMelech understood what it means to bring a carbon to the Abishter, that you take a physical animal and you turn it in from a physical animal into a carbon to Hashem. You get the great advantage from light coming from darkness. Now, to bring a carbon Vamolik from their cattle, that's all the more switching around from darkness to light. So logically, in reason, it made sense that you have to do this. And the expression, as the Rebbe teaches over here, he says, you're bringing all the, all the fat and all the good. That means all the persons, the reasoning and the, and the ideas, those are positive things because it's understood that this is the right thing, this is the way to go, that's something that we should use in our service of Hashem, to use our reason. But what did uh, King, what did the Prophet Shemuel say to him? He says to him, He says a good offering is good, Lo- good logic, a good devotion to Hashem based on one's, <coughs> one's understanding is, is, is a very positive thing. But that doesn't come to the level of Shemoya, of listening to Hashem. That the ultimate level of a Yid has to be a devotion 
not a religion based on his understanding, but a religion based on the devotion and the total acceptance of Hashem. When you go with that basis, we go with that foundation, then you make sure that you come to the right conclusion, as we see in this case with King Shoal. Even though he had a good argument, but he did not really fit with what Hashem really wanted him to do. Hashem wanted him to destroy the Amalekim. And we know that part of the problem that came as a result from that, which the human being can't know, even somebody as intelligent as King Shoal, and with all the reasoning, we know that Haman, who later on caused all the trouble for the Jewish people later on, he came about from Agag, we call him Homon HaGogi, he came about from the king of Agag, Agag, the king of Amalek, who Shoal delayed in killing because he allowed for them to stay around. In the meantime, he had a child, he fathered, uh, king, uh, he fathered Homon. So Homon came about through the fact that he didn't really follow exactly what Hashem told him. So that means basically that the person's intellect, as great as he may be, is still limited. We don't know the ways of Hashem. So we have to base our foundation on the ways of Hashem. And the Rebbe brings this out in a sense that for the Jewish people to continue to be and to uh, flourish, it can only be by giving ourselves over and dedicating ourselves with Kabbalah soil, with accepting Hashem's kingdom, and not using our seichel to uh, base it on that, but totally devoting ourselves to Hashem. Otherwise, we get a Haman, and we get him to want to destroy the Jewish people. In order for the Jewish people to be victorious after the Gezerah of Haman, the Jewish people stood with a total mysterious nefesh and accepted what Hashem has demanded from us. And I guess that this is the thing that kept up, tied us in also with the with Moshe Rabbeinu and also with what the, the Yorzad of my father Vashon also is that they served Hashem not with their intellect, not logical. You know, I mean, logical, as the Rebbe said many times, you know, under halachic rules and under per standard, one is permitted to violate certain laws in order to save their life, and they would need they would not need to get put themselves in danger uh, in order to fulfill the mitzvahs. They should give in. In other words, that they had a halachic rationale and excuse, maybe of not to put their lives on the line to preserve the Torah and mitzvahs. They could have said, "Listen, it's pikuach nefesh at the time, and it's uh, which was a real pikuach nefesh." So that would be if the service was in a way of reason, of intellectually understanding. But these people, um, they lived their lives with a total devotion to Hashem. They realized that if Judaism is to continue and uh, to uh, be able to be passed on to the future generation, they must stand strong with a mysterious nefesh, which is beyond the intellect, and that preserved the Jewish people. And this is what we have today, Yiddishkeit today. So the memory of these people that kept up Yiddishkeit in the most trying times uh, is important to remember and to reflect on it and to inspire us to do our obligations and to continue to serving Hashem until we'll be a Zoycha because we require also a lot of Amunah because it's only our Amunah that sustains us because 
you know, the Rebbe has promised us Mashiach is coming and, you know, we've been anticipated and, you know, logically we don't understand. We don't understand what's going on over here. How could it be after all these things that have been uh, worked through and gone through and been told so many times that Atat in Mashiach Ba and in reality, as the years come on, we're still struggling, still waiting. But it's our Ramuna that this will happen and soon, immediately, Mehdi Yamenu.